This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 790, Ignore Everyone, by Jay Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com. And I'm your host and narrator of the show, Dan. Welcome to the Friday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. And today I've got a special bonus raffle for you. While we have a large variety of listeners here, we actually don't know much about you, which makes it difficult to pick the best content for you, and we'd like to change that. So I'm asking you to fill out a very quick five or six question survey to help us out, and we'll do a special book raffle just for those who participate and include their email address. You don't have to include any contact info, that's totally optional, but if you'll still help us out and answer the few questions, it would help us pick the best content possible for you. And it really only takes a minute. You can find the survey at oldpodcast.com slash finance survey. That's all one word, oldpodcast.com slash finance survey. And I've got that linked in this episode's description and I'll also give you a quick reminder about it at the end. So for now, let's get right to our post for today as we start optimizing your life. Ignore Everyone by Jay Money of budgetsaresexy.com. I got this email over the weekend and it reminded me of why it is I ignore everyone, or should I say those investing experts, not my friends who email me. Quote, so back in June of 2013, the market scared me and I chose to move most of my funds to a safer option with Vanguard 401k. Moved it to a fund that has very small growth but very little chance of losing. However, back then it was at around 15,200 for the Dow and now the Dow is at about 17,000, or about a 12% increase. My problem now is I know that I shouldn't have done that, but how do you convince yourself it's a good idea to move it all back into the other funds, even though it is up 12% from where it was when I did it in the first place? Have you done anything like this, and how did you get over it? I hate hearing over and over how the Dow is at an all-time high, and that just seems stupid to move all my money back right then. End quote. Here was my response to him. Sorry to hear that, man, that sucks. But honestly, you're not alone. It's what millions of others do too and why people say to just ignore the news and the pundits and emotions as no one can predict anything. You gotta invest for the long haul and sit still in good times and bad to take full advantage of the earnings in the long run. It'll go up and down hundreds of times throughout our lifetime, but you gotta be in it to win it. Also, better to learn this lesson early on with less money than later with a lot, eh? Now, is the Dow currently at all-time highs? I guess, but it doesn't really matter if you're investing for 20, 30, or 40 years. So concentrate more on sound investments now and then avert your eyes later when emotions and panic hits the masses. Though I know that's easier said than done. Also keep in mind that when stocks go down later, which they will, you'll only be able to pick them up cheaper. It's all about dollar cost averaging if you're able to take advantage of that. I could care less what the experts are saying or not saying because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all. No one knows the answer. If you believe the market will go up over time like I do, consider index funds which go up when the market goes up and go down when the market goes down as it tracks with the general stock market. Either way, you definitely can't go in and out based on emotion as that's a total losing game, as you now know. Again though, you're not alone. You pulled the trigger and it's done, so now it's time to get back to it and be better the next time around. The good thing here is that you don't have to touch the money for decades and decades. I think you're young like me, yeah? In your 20s or 30s? So there's plenty of time to watch it grow again. This is just a small bump in the road. Oh, and yes, I have done something similar before, only it was trying to game the system by day trading versus based on the market being at an all-time high or whatever. I took out $500, which was huge for me at the time, 
as I had no real savings or investments and probably had balances on my credit cards too, and I tried to buy stocks of Sirius Satellite Radio when it first came out. I'd pick up as much as $500 would buy early in the morning and then throughout the day try to sell at higher prices and then buy back in when it dropped a few pennies or percentages, etc. It didn't work, and I ended up losing a good $300 of it until I called it quits forever. And it didn't help that I worked at E-Trade at the time when everyone around me, aka the experts, were trying to make fast money and they were all acting like they knew what they were doing when they didn't. We were all chasing the quick buck instead of playing the long game. Other people and things I ignore. After responding back to my friend here, I thought I'd make this into a blog post and share some other people and things I typically ignore too, just like those highfalutin stock experts. These things rarely add any value to my life and or usually depress me. Political pundits, complainers, people on Facebook always trying to make you jealous of their lives. You know who they are. The things people and celebrities are doing. The things people and celebrities are buying. General TV news, general economy news, toxic people in general, and radio commercials, the worst, always hawking expensive cars and shady loans. The only things up there probably worth explaining more are my general disregard to most news and economy updates, especially as a financial blogger. I'll pay attention to it when I'm bored or specifically into a certain story, but the main reason I don't go out of my way to follow along is because 95% of it is negative every time I turn it on and rarely does it affect my life or goals directly. To me, it's smarter to focus on the stuff within our control rather than getting caught up with all the noise out there distracting us. Unless you're actually planning to run for office or change the world, both noble goals separating you from those who bitch about stuff and then sit back and do nothing. That said, of course you still need to know what's going on around you to be a better informed and well-rounded person. And fortunately, being so glued to blogs and Twitter all day, I come into a bulk of everything I need to know when my friends and people I respect are discussing it, and usually civilly. Which leads me to the people and things I don't ignore. People I love. People I respect. Things that bring joy to my life. Things that make my life easier. And things that are important to me and my values. Now listen back to that ignore list from a minute ago and tell me if any of those things match with this don't ignore list. They don't, right? I still get my fill of the news and advice that I need to live a decent life, but they come from my inner circle versus random or famous people who make a living spewing forecasts that are usually wrong in the end. As my good friend Catherine likes to say, you never see them come back on TV and talk about all the times they were wrong, do you? They just keep going and pretend it never happened. Anyway, all that is to say that it's important to surround yourself with the things and people that coincide with your values. Also, Make investment decisions for the long run and sit on your hands when emotions are high. Don't day trade, even if your friend just made a million dollars. He'll soon lose it. And do your best to focus on the things within your control. I deviated a bit from my friend's email there, but hopefully it was worth it. You just listened to the post titled Ignore Everyone by Jay Money of BudgetsAreSexy.com. And I'm glad he added people he doesn't ignore, the people who are important to him. And on that note, we need to hear from the people important to us and our podcasts that will help us pick the best content to read to you here. So if you can fill out just a few questions, it would be a huge help to us. Simply come by oldpodcast.com slash finance survey to do that. That's all one word, finance survey, and I have that linked in this episode's description. Again, that's oldpodcast, oldpodcast.com slash finance survey. 
And if you include your email address, you'll be entered into a special small raffle with those who are participating. But again, that contact info is totally optional. One more time, it's oldpodcast.com slash finance survey. So thank you for that and for your ongoing support. And I will be back with more posts for you next week, hopefully better curated for you. So have a great weekend and I will see you right back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.